Nintendo. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Laps Gamer Radio for the week commencing 13th of March 2017. I'm Kev Moore and I'm your host today and I'm joined by the illuminating company of Ali Cornwall and Andy Pidieski. Hello chaps. Hello. Evening. If you're a regular listener to this show then you'll know this is the backlogathon bit where we normally talk about all the games that we're trying to clear off our backlog before we start buying any more. But seeing as though neither of us actually suffer from any kind of affliction of guilt, this week I'm going to talk about what's in our shopping baskets instead. The price is just about right. Let's find out what we've been spending our money on since the last time we spoke. Um, It was, for me, uh, it was Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but as we'll go on to later, um, a mate of mine's already finished it and platinumed it, um, so that's out of my shopping basket because he's lent it me. Um, So that was was a a, a point where I was very close to just hitting the buy button, Um, but that was in it, probably more Lego Dimensions bits, uh, a few more bits to buy for that. You never have enough Lego Dimension. <laughs> no, there's always a few more bits for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? I picked up Hitman last week because it were in the uh, deal of the week on PlayStation Network for twenty one ninety nine, and then yeah, thought gotta get that because after oh, it's just so good. But anyway, then today picked up Lego uh, Worlds from Amazon for sixteen ninety nine. Lovely. Is that any good if you put any time into that? Uh, yeah, I've put, I've put a few hours into it. Um, cracked a load of trophies open already. But um, it was really funny because within 40 minutes, all three of my family had played it. Wicked. <laughs> Just passed the control around. It was yeah. a really good game. Worth it for 16.99 as well. That's yeah, good for yeah. price. It is. Have you got your eye on anything, Andy? Um, you being good? Well, yeah, I've been fairly good, actually. Only think about two, maybe two, three games this year. Well, what I got was Dungeons 2 for about 12 quid off Amazon and a PS4. That was about That's good. last month, I think it was. And I uh, just hit the buy button today on, because it came down in price by about 15 quid, was the Disney Infinity 2 Spider-Man pack. Um, oh, right. that, was, that was about 7 quid. So I thought, oh, I'll just grab that and looking at the trading prices from um, sex, I'll probably get more my money back plus more. Wicked. Nice. Yeah. Are you uh, just squirrelling away loads of money and trying to hunt down a bargain for the Shadows of War Collector's Edition then? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, no, I just need to get through the, the games I've played. I decided this year, just try and play everything, read everything, watch everything I've got instead of trying to buy wow. too much. that's a massive list. See you in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like 250. <laughs> I've started keeping a record of what I've been spending on gaming this year, just to see if I really do need professional help. Yeah, you'll get halfway through and then uh, it'll be, yeah, we'll just ignore it. <laughs> it just be Lego Dimensions this, Lego Dimensions that. <laughs> Moving on, just want to find out what you've been playing recently, seeing as though we've not spoken for ages. Ali, what you've been playing? Uh, I've been playing quite a few bits and bobs. Um, it's uh, been two maybe three weeks since i've been on a on a news episode uh so i'll quickly rattle through my uh, my little list um 
as I alluded to earlier, I uh, picked up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn today off my friend. Uh, so I've played about half an hour, an hour of it. Um, uh, so far, it's really good. Uh, reminds me a little bit of a kind of a Tomb Raider style game, just with a little bit more uh, on the hunting side of things and obviously the futuristic side of bits. Uh, because I've got a 4K TV, it does upscale it to the HDR. Obviously not 4K, full 4K because I've not got a pro. Um, and it does look fantastic. Um, I've got a few screenshots and the, the photo modes on it. It's really, really good yeah. um, so far. Um, and apparently quite an easy one to platinum as well. Um, there's not a lot Ooh. you can miss, if anything. Um, it just good. takes about 35 hours roughly to complete. Um, <laughs> oh. There's a few side quests and different things and whatnot. But that's to get the platinum. I think you could rattle through it probably 10, maybe... 15 yeah. hours that's pretty good um, so yeah loving it so far um, there's not a lot to do really you start off as uh, the, the lady that you play um, as a little girl probably about 9, 10 and then mm. your father says he'll train you up and then you um, progress and the way it takes you from a little girl to a I think she's a, a, in her late teens or early 20s um, it's quite clever um, so yeah, yeah really good enjoying that um I mentioned this last time, but I've been playing a little bit more For Honor. For Honor, even, not For Honor. Um, <laughs> which is really, really good. Been putting quite a bit of time uh, in the multiplayer with, with a friend of mine. Um, just going around decapitating people and whatnot. Um, there's not an awful lot to say about it. It's just a, the game's bizarrely got a lot of depth to it. For a, a fighting game of that style, it's very, very... Uh, technical in what you can do and it, it's quite good if you get a couple of people that try and team up on you and you're blocking both their hits um, and once you're doing that quite a bit you get like a rage meter um, because you've been defending yourself really well um, which then gives you a little bit more power to, to take them down um, so that's that's really good fun um, put quite a bit of time into that I've done a the equivalent of a prestige uh, on one of my characters so I'm going through the levels again uh, and there's a platinum to do that four times for one of each of the races. Um, so that could take quite a while. It's good. I like it. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, Ubisoft were kind enough to send me a copy of that last week. I think it was Tuesday last week that came out. Hate mail. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's that's really, really good fun. Um, it's I don't know how good it is, if that makes sense. I'm having fun with it. Uh, spent a bit of time on, I think it was Thursday night with Andy from Codec Moments, uh, doing a little bit of things with him, uh, basically cocking up quite a lot, trying to take down this group of people and get blown up <laughs> the helicopter <laughs> and failing the mission. I saw some of your um, crazy moves you got. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that and he was. We, there's a bit where you have to destroy a convoy, um, and Andy unlocked the uh, landmines put that down and I was the, the bait or the hare that was trying to <laughs> lure them down got a tank slapper on going down this road hit a tree bounced onto his landmine <laughs> which uh, wasn't my finest hour um, <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, it's good fun and there's there's almost too much to do it just drops you in and goes oh here's some missions but there's no restrictions that I can see of where you can and can't go um, you can just if there's a helicopter there you jump in it and off you go Um yeah, it, it's pretty good. The customization on your character's got fair amount of depth to it. Um, and if you've got the Ubisoft Club and you've got some of their points, uh, you can actually unlock a cigar, which looks pretty cool. <laughs> so you walk around <laughs> with a cigar. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. It looks very, very good. Um, 
just not had a lot of time to sit down with it. It's just you need a good team of guys with you because the AI, AI is quite good in it and you can do what are called sync shots so you can tag a person and then the uh, AI will shoot when you shoot so you can do like a double double kill um, but it's not as fun as playing it with uh, a couple of people. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's alright, you know, Ghost Recon. Uh, more of the that kind of stuff from Ubisoft. There's a with a lot of Ubisoft games. There's a lot of similarities. Um, Is it a first person on this? No, third person. Oh, obviously until you go into scope mode. But yeah, it's it's all yeah, third. yeah. yeah. Um, so you'd like yeah. that one, Kev? Yeah, could uh, actually play that one. Yeah, without it, vomiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it is good fun. It, and there's, there's nothing more satisfying when you take down a camp with. Um, just the the two of you and you manage to sync up all your shots and it's very smooth and you don't raise any alarms um, but then it can also go horribly wrong and <laughs> hell breaks loose um, <laughs> but yeah so that's, that's pretty good um, since the last episode as well uh, I've finally completed the main uh, story in Lego Dimensions yay um, and a- after the uh, that, that podcast as well that we did um, I was struggling to get the um, rule breaker on some of the levels yeah. and then yeah. up until the like the last couple with the boss I rule breaked every level I don't know <laughs> how <laughs> um, so something must have just clicked there um, so yeah that's that's really good um, like you say it just it keeps going on and on and on with that ending boss um, oh yeah but I, I definitely rec- still recommend it that's still definitely my laps game of choice because it's great definitely there's so yeah, much yeah. fun you can have with it um, granted you could spend a lot of money on it um, oh embarrassing amounts <laughs> yes yeah um, but after completing that um, I then because I, I I stuck to my vow that um, other than adding the characters in for uh, unlocking certain bits throughout the main game I didn't touch any of the extra levels until completing that so then afterwards I went straight onto the Mission Impossible one um, oh. and completed that which is really good yeah um, I still think that my favourite level throughout the the main story has to be the Ghostbusters level. Mm. That was that was really really good. So I've got the the Batman stuff to do, the whole story pack for that, and I've got the Back to the Future level pack as well. So I'll uh, get onto that at some point. But yeah, it's really good. You haven't started playing that yet, have you, Andy? No, no, it's fair. It's on the to do list. Um, <laughs> I've got all. I've got. I think I've got all the level packs, and I've got quite okay. a few of the fun packs. And the only thing I haven't really got is the two main three actually now main story packs out of the six level thing Batman mm. Harry Potter and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Fantastic Beasts yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I need to make yeah. a start on it but soon yeah uh, it's yeah it's, it's really really good um, so I need to pick that up again because I've not played it for a little while loving that uh, picked up a game the other day called Helion uh, on Steam which is a space survival game uh, and it is hard as fuck. Um, there's, there's no ha- hand-holding or anything. You can press F1 um, and it'll tell you what the controls are to do things. It's online and even to play a game together takes you a while to figure out. So there's like a cryopod um, and you have to go up to the spare one on the ship and then select your friend off the list and say that's his pod and then you load up the game and accept the invite and go in so that was took us a while to figure out basically the game starts with either you stranded on the life raft or space life raft it's been disconnected from the main ship and then you've got the ship over in space and then you've also got the like another bit which we've not got to which I presume's I think it's part of the airlock or something like that 
and you have to basically connect it all back together and then you can actually start doing the game uh, and at the minute we've managed to get to the other bits but we've not managed to connect anything up yet um, everything's kind of broken and you have to collect the parts there's a few crates that you have to pick up the parts from and then go into the bit so you can uh, do your oxygen filters and make sure the oxygen's pumping round and making sure that the alternators go in for bits and, and things like that it's got a lot of detail to it maybe to the point it could be a little bit um, intrusive and then you have to put your suit on and then you have to go into the lock depressurize yourself because if not you will die which we have done a few times or get sucked out into earth and uh, into earth into orbit and then you've gone <laughs> and you're dead um so it's 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 in early access um but it's it's really good and the graphics on it are, are fantastic as well um it's unfortunately it's in first person Kev. Oh, um, oh, forget it <laughs> um but I know space games can have uh, really good graphics because they don't really have to do a lot, but bearing in mind you're in on the ship as well. Um, it's it, it looks really, really good. It's just very, very hard, even controlling yourself with your thrusts when you're out in space and you can you think, oh, it's miles away, so you get a bit of a... Uh, get a bit of speed up and then suddenly you've just completely overshot what you've done for, <laughs> for miles um, but yeah it's it's good sounds like it could be a lot like gravity then in that respect you know yeah. because that was working pretty much true to form Ooh. as to what it would actually be like yeah so it sounds like it's actually a, a space sim if you yeah, like well yeah because you can then take your ship and then you can go and get other ships or build your own space station and there's, there's lots and lots to do to it um, it's just figuring out how you get your main spaceship together and then you can go off and build your own space station or hmm. um, you can go on a big enough asteroid and build your own base there and allow other ships to dock to it so you can trade and things like that. Um, but it's actually getting your ship to move. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, struggling with that bit at the minute. <laughs> um, how big is it? Actually, you know, because we've been on Steam, you know, is it going to be a fair chunk of a download time? Or uh, it took it me quick? 10 minutes to download. I think it's only two and a half gig. That's not bad. To That's download. pretty good then. Yeah. yeah. So it's surprising because it's the, the graphical qualities as well. It's it's really good. I've actually had to turn it down. I think some of it's because of the server lag um, yeah. and that they've got that much going on with it. It's I couldn't put it on. Uh, I think it's... Is it fantastic or beautiful setting or something they've got? But even turning it down to good, it still looks really, really good. So yeah, it's, it's just what me and my mates quite like these co-op survival games. Um, yeah, a bit like uh, Conan, which has had a few bugs, so we've stopped playing that for now. But yeah, it's good. Uh, and then just very quickly, um, because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention it, been playing quite a lot of... Uh, uh, which is very very good. No, I've never heard of that game. Don't know what that is. No, it's yeah, it's some some game about uh, an elf that's like hundreds of years old and still <laughs> alive and kicking and brought to amiibos and hoping to get more. Um, and yeah, what can you say? It's yeah, I can 100 percent see why it's got 10 out of 10 on a lot of reviews. Mm. Um, again, it, uh, not too much depth, but it doesn't hold your hand on anything either, as you've probably found out, Kev, from cooking and yeah. different yeah. things. You just wing it basically I just wander around yeah I mean, I'm hearing some backlash from it isn't there? I mean I was looking at some of the some websites and one person was complaining of the fact that it's too open world he spent two hours <laughs> doing absolutely bugger all just climbed a mountain and that was it yeah um, quite possibly it's probably a bit barren mm. in places although some places you'll 
um, you'll turn up or land if you've been paragliding and you'll get attacked by four or five different things um, mm. and then other times you can be running around for quite a while before you actually get to attack anything yeah well, someone was saying about it breaks weapons oh yeah people are complaining about that it's just a bit unrealistic and just complain about it just that seems yeah like how many times it happens and the really fact that you can't sh- even repair them or anything mm. yeah Oh yeah. I don't think it matters how perfect you make a game. You will always get some knob that somewhere along the line will just go. No, I'm sorry, but eh, it doesn't do this. Eh." Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah. I've tried playing games on the GameCube a number of times. Yeah. Same here. I just can never get into them. I play them for about a couple of hours and it's like uh, get bing them off. (laughs) So for me, it's not like whether it's a. I understand it's going to be a great game because we always are, just not for me. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. The weapons breaking thing is really, really annoying. And I've I actually, like that. I like it, but I, th- I do think it's it's too frequent at times, especially if you've got a lot of things to attack. It does give you a bit more of an urgency, though. You know, you've actually got to think about it and go, hang on, I'm going to try and take on four enemies with a club <laughs> or a stick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not really going to happen, this. No. And your bows break as well, which I think is a bit weird because you're not actually... I suppose your string could break, but, mm. but yeah, it's, it, it is really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. It is a good one that you can dip into because yeah. it's one that I've been able to dip into and out. And um, I've actually been doing a bit of commuting just lately and it's been great because I've been able to use it on the bus and um, my bus journey is only about 10 minutes. So, you know, it's quite handy for that because you can just pause at any time save and just yeah. leave it yeah it was, it was surprising today because i think a lot of us today were able to find out how long we've been playing the game for and i've done <laughs> was it 35 hours or 30 hours yeah, or yeah. Like? 35 hours which is that a bit scary <laughs> <laughs> um and then just finally um i know we've um we mentioned about uh females in the gaming industry um but uh my my wife leanne who's in the other room studying uh completed the main game of uh, witcher 3 the other day Oh, I've still got to unwrap that. Oh, you've got to play it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so as far as I'm aware, she's really enjoyed it. Um, and I did say that when she finished it, I'd buy the DLC. So uh, she's just started doing uh, Heart and Stone. Yeah. Uh, the first DLC pack. Uh, and as far as I'm aware, she's really enjoying it. Uh, it's a bit of a, a um, not a learning curve, but the uh, the difficulty goes up quite a bit because it throws you in straight at level 35. Mm. Um, so although I think her character's up to 37 or something, the other enemies around and about were never really that hard. If anything, yeah. she out-leveled yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so it's just one of those things that, that I guess ladies or women do play games. And yeah. Well, I mean, my partner's finished more games than I'll ever be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get her on one day. Yeah, good luck on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's me. Hand it over to you, Andy. Yeah, um, last time I was on about four weeks ago. Um, I'm only going to talk about two games because one of them still persevering with. But the first one I'll talk about is Lego Hobbit. I completed that. Surprisingly enough, after the hectic start to last year, I was completed games left, right, and centre. That's my first and only game I completed so far. Whatever. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This year. Ever this year. Yeah, Lego Hobbit. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, some interesting mechanics in it. Um, one of the things you have to do is collect resources to do certain parts of puzzles and other things. You have to have certain, like, wood, number of pieces of wood, number of pieces of stone, etc., just to build the pieces up. 
Um, it covered the first two films, and unfortunately, it stops there, which is a bit shit because um, it didn't cover the third film. Mm. And there were talk about DLC, but that never materialised. I think probably due to poor sales of the of the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've talked about this game before. It's just nice to see that threw in little bits and pieces that changed it up a bit, um, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it got middling reviews. It wasn't the best, not considered the best Lego game, but it's a Lego game. It's enjoyable. You can you don't have to really think about it too hard, and you just enjoy the story, what it tells you, and the in jokes. Um, it's probably one of those I'll probably hundred percent. Sometime this year. I'm still powering through Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm up to 85 hours now. Is that the third one in the series? I can never that's remember. The third one. Yeah, that's the one came Black out. and green sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Back end of 2014, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, so 85 hours. Still enjoying it, but I've I completed a couple more story missions. Um, so now I have got what did I do? I'll save the countess, I think it was. And I've, I looked at the guide, and I'm about three, I've got three main bits left to the end of the main story. Um, because it's a game of a year edition, I've still got like three extra DLCs to go through, and I'm going to complete two of those before I reach the end game. And I'm just going to complete some of the companion quests because basically I'm getting a bit sick and tired of it now. Um, it's like I said it's just too much it's way too much to do yeah I remember Uh, you saying that last time you was on that it was mm, too much of everything yeah yeah and it a bit annoying me well I suppose it's my own fault but one of those Assassin Creed type mission quests where you send off one of your ambassadors to do something um, it followed this thread of a quest and I was like oh I'll do this I'll do this and it involved the wardens who were the main um, you were a warden in the very first game so I was like alright so because I recruited the grey wardens to my side I had them as part of my army so I said oh well the blight's fair I'll send them to attack that anyway this little thread ended up killing the grey wardens Uh. so I was like well that's a bit shit you've just killed off a major regiment in one of the main um, <laughs> yeah, strands in just like a offhand matter it felt to me so I checked on the guide and it's like oh no you have to do this 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 choice make this choice make this choice to um, actually save him I was like oh, for fuck's sake so that sent me back five hours because mm-hmm. when I found a save that actually um, took me back because I have multiple sl- saves I think I've got about 20 <sighs> saves good Diff- job yeah and, uh, yeah you have to with these games. So that's took me about <laughs> five hours. It just felt a bit wrong to me. And I didn't want to kill the Grey Wardens. Because I'm hoping if there's a fourth one, they'll take your world state, take it through to the next game. Mm. So, but yeah, I'm just like, that's it. But I reckon at some point, I reckon I'll probably put about 110, maybe 120 hours into it. Oh, good God, yeah. So, and that's what really it's been, that's probably why I've only completed one game. Well, bizarrely, looking at our lists today, um, we've all got really massive games. Um, Do you think this is becoming the trend now? Because we're... uh, Mark was talking last week about stuff that's coming out this year, like Persona mm. 5, and um, there's some other big ones coming out. Uh, do you feel like we're getting the market swamped now with 
really stupidly long games. I mean, a couple of years ago, everybody used to complain because you'd get short experience. Like Call of Duty would last about six hours mm. and you'd have done the whole campaign. Do you think it's actually flipped on its head now and we're, <laughs> we're getting bogged down in these massive ones instead? I'm not sure. I mean, personally, I'm just a sucker for a, an open world game. Yeah, same here. Uh, but yeah. on, on the same side, on the, on the other side of that, sometimes you do just want that experience of a little bit of open world but kind of handheld mm. and just mm. you know it, almost that linear experience just to go like sleeping dogs because that was pretty much on rails wasn't it as, yeah. as well as being open world yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so look you can go and do this but if you do you, you can just go through and do the main missions it's it might just be uh, our consumers' expectations these days that if you can't run around yeah. and do what you want when you want, that not that it's deemed instantly as a shit game, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's binned off. Yeah, yeah. I always I think know. of it as flying rats because on Grand Theft Auto you got an achievement for killing all the flying rats. Mm. There was a hundred pigeons in different locations. Oh God, yeah. And that's what to me started. Seemed to start it all off. Mm. You know, and every now and again, now I look at a game and go, flying rat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just like if you like to get your platinums and your thousand gamer points and stuff, sometimes yeah, it's near impossible. I suppose it's following the trend of Hollywood because um, going back to the 80s, you could see a really good mind-blowing film and it would last maybe just a shade over an hour and a half now you go and see a film and you expect it to last about four and a half hours or at least it feels like it by the time you get to the arsenal in the second hour yeah yeah but then sometimes when you're getting a, a little bit older as well we tend to look at it and go mm, what if my bladder would hold out for that entire film <laughs> <laughs> i might be dead by the end of this <laughs> my teeth floating or something <laughs> bring your own commode you'll be fine I think I think there is a danger. I think there is a bit too much emphasis now on open world, and mm. you know, open it up, up the story a little bit more open, a little bit little avenues you can do. And yeah, there's something to say now for linear. But I think if you look for it, they are linear experiences. But I think, like you say, with the triple A's, they seem to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Mass Effect that's due to come out, and that's mm. yeah. Oof. Don't even want to go there. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> what you, Kev? What you being? Well, um, my surprise, really, is Lumo. Um, I got it on PlayStation Plus this month. Uh, you know, so it's a, a freebie. Well, kind of, if you ignore the fact that you pay for it. Um, and it's on PS4 and Vita. And it's just uh, drawn from the mind of... Um, the games designer Gareth Noyce, who's done stuff like Crackdown 2 and he's worked on Fable 2 and stuff like that. He's a really good games designer, but he set up his own company a while ago and he's done this as an independent thing. It looks like the classic isometric um, puzzle games, you know, where you go into a room and you've got to get across the room with so many different ways. You know, there's so many different puzzles and traps and stuff. It's just, it was so um, evocative of the 80s that I actually at one point was swearing down that I was playing a game that I played in the 80s <laughs> and and swearing a fucking lot as well. It <laughs> drove me nuts. Um, they, they have got an achievement where if you die more than 250 times in the same room, it pops out a trophy. <laughs> and I thought, great. 
Yeah, got that one. (laughs) (laughs) I've probably got it about three times over, actually. Um, No idea how many flaws there is in this. Uh, You know, you've just got to basically progress through this labyrinth. And there's some really mean little platformers. It's all 3D platformer puzzles. Um, You know, and you've just got to get your jumps timed and positioned right as well. And um, just wade your way through it. Um, No idea how many uh, levels up it goes, but so far I'm up to level three. And uh, it's, (laughs) it's a really good experience, but I would warn you, if you're not used to doing the real hard bastard 80s games you know where they are really unforgiving yeah and this will just drive you up the wall i'm just looking at the uh, the screenshots now it looks really really good oh yeah it's, oh, nice. it is a lovely little game and it was faster download as well it mm. took up no space on hard drive yeah uh, but of course a lot of it'll just be just using the same assets from one room to another yeah, yeah but some of the levels are brutal it's are you- great are you playing this on your Vita and your PS4 or just your PS4? I've played it on the PS4 mainly, but um, the other day I just thought, I'll give it a shot on the Vita and see how it works on there. And the the room that I actually died 250 times in, because I just could not make the jumps, I could not time the jumps at all. As soon as I did it on the Vita, it was just like, boing, 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 boing. Oh, job done. Thought, oh, you're kidding. So it actually handles better on the Vita than it does on the PS4. Ah. I don't know whether it's because you a level of disconnect between you and the TV, you know, we it being a distance and you're actually trying to um, judge the 3D and it looks a bit bigger. But when, when it's handheld, for some reason, it just seems a bit more straightforward. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I don't know. It, but yeah, I was really glad that I tried it on the Vita. <laughs> I might have to download it on mine. I've got obviously I've got PlayStation Plus, so I'll have to give that a go. Yeah, definitely, Gary. Well, even if you don't download it, just make sure you've added it to your yeah. collection. Oh, yeah, I've done that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just a great piece of fun. But there is actually a mode. There's two modes. I'm playing it on story mode, I think it's called. Right. Um, where you can actually just carry on going through, uh, you know, go right from the beginning right to the end, and it will just let you die as many times as you want which is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> um <laughs> but uh there is a brutal mode which is the real 80s throwback because if you die in that one you die and that's it it's back to the beginning <sighs> and there are rooms in there that you will die there's just no way you're going to be able to get through that in one go in one sitting it's just going to be i can see it being the ultimate challenge I'd love to see somebody that does it in that mode, but I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it, yeah. For a lapsed gamer? Yes. What would you do as your lapsed gamer? Oh, me? I'd mentioned a number of times. I've recommended Dragon Age and I've recommended Lego, you know. So I've talked about these Mm. the last three times I've been on because that's all I've been playing. I'll get onto something new soon, don't worry. Ali, out of all your, your lot, what would you recommend? You'd have to go with Lego Dimension, wouldn't you? Go with the oh, old, yeah, the old trusty. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, For Honor is, is quite good if you like that kind of game because the actual uh, online side of things, um, they don't last that long. Um, yeah. I think it can be done and dusted in one match in about 10 minutes, maybe. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, hmm. And the story mode is quite good because it does separate it into the chapters, but then it's like chapter 1.2.3. So there's little checkpoints through it. Hmm. Um, and they're not that long. So the game itself isn't 
that long. Um, oh, but right. yeah, you, you've, you've got to go with dimensions, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. If you've got a never-expanding wallet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you get, you get them on offer every now and again. That's it. You start looking at Smith's Toys and stuff like that because there's always a two-for-one deal going somewhere around the world. Yeah. You know, just keep yeah. an eye on hot UK deals. Yeah, yeah. And that's what me and you do, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, I don't think I've paid a full price for any of the packs I've got. I don't think you've ever paid a full price for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Right, so uh, we're just going to have a quick look at what's been in the news that we think has some sort of pertinence to what we're interested in this week. Ali, what you got? So this is a bit of a uh, uh, behind-the-scenes news article, if you like, um, about YouTubers. Um, So a lot of YouTubers uh, can join a partner programme. Um, YouTube by default is YouTube, so if you create a YouTube channel, uh, by default your partner programme is YouTube. YouTube and it's just the default what you make is what you get and um, but what a lot of companies started doing and YouTube endorsed these these people is someone will handle kind of like the tax side of things um, and whatnot for a cut of your income from YouTube um, and they, they class this as a, a partner program um, and what you do is you sign up to them for either a, a contracted length sometimes it's a year or two years and then after that you're free to do what you want you can stay um, and for that percentage cut which does vary between the different um, partner programs that you can go to they will give you things such as uh, an e-proxy uh, website which is basically um, a way of managing all your social media um, there's um, several different royalty free websites that they pay for your license for it as part of uh, your subscription if you like um, and you get access to lots of royalty free music so then you can put that on YouTube and you won't get any copyright flags to you. Um, I am actually part of one called MakerGen, um, who back in 2014 uh, was bizarrely brought out by Disney. Um, so they uh, brought this off them um, for a sum of uh, $675 million. So that Ooh, kind of wow. shows you uh, the money that they get. Um, yeah. Apparently, it was um, it says less than the uh, 950 million maximum potential price tag. Um, so we're we're getting close to a billion dollars there uh, with that. And last summer, they laid off 30 employees. Now, although we're, we're talking about this in the news, it's directly related to myself, which we'll get onto the latest news. They went very quiet. I, I'm kind of a guy that will sign up to a partnership program and they take what they want and I'll take what I want and don't really cause any fuss. Hmm. The forums were never particularly good. There are a lot of people on YouTube that are up themselves or showing off and whatnot. So I didn't really tend to stray to that side. I just took the few bits of software that I could and the fact that they were handling everything for me. Hmm. And when I very first started, they accepted me. They were MakerGen were a, a program for smaller YouTubers. So I was making next to nothing, but they were still giving me all this stuff almost for free yeah. uh, and they took uh, I think it was 30% of what I earned yeah yeah, but it's only 30 pence really yeah, yeah when, when you're not making a lot you're actually getting more than what they're making but obviously they're making a lot because you know if the company was worth 
well, up to 950 million. Um, and what's happened recently, I actually got an email, uh, I think it's Friday night, something like that, to say that they were releasing me uh, from their services. Um, at, and at the end of this month, I am no longer a partner of them. Um, thankfully it doesn't affect any videos that are already out there and I can still continue to make revenue off them and anything up until that date that I use my royalty free music with it's all licensed and and that's fine Mm. Um, but uh, they have laid um, a significant number as it turns out I just thought it was me uh, initially I just thought oh that's a bit of a a blow um, because I don't necessarily put out a lot of videos um, having a full time job as I'm sure you guys can uh, vouch for doing a podcast doing a YouTube channel and having a full time job and having a life Mm. you know you you can't always keep up with everything Um, but it's actually um, Mm. I don't know whether it's Disney being greedy or as they've called it streamlining Uh, (laughs) and what they're doing with the latest major cutbacks is they're sticking to the top 300 uh, YouTubers that they've got on their books um, that basically give them the most revenue and anybody below that is a mere peasant uh, and we have to go to Pastors New or um, there's lots of other programs out there uh, or just just go on it yourself Um, Mm. and one of the biggest things that I didn't realise was that PewDiePie, which is I think the biggest YouTuber out there, or he was, was. <laughs> uh, very very controversial as of late, uh, was actually part of this program as well. Um, All right. And what I also didn't realise is he has been let go. Um, according to to sources on this news article, which we'll we'll link in the show notes, but he yeah. actually had um, his own employed team. Uh, I think given to him by Maker Gen that just purely dealt with all of his stuff, um, plus a few um, controversial, um, how should we put it, uh, comments as of late. Uh, so he is no longer with them, which is a massive cost saving for them. Um, so the news article is is, is interesting to read because you get a bit of a background insight to YouTubers and the way things work behind the scenes, and that's just one of the. Uh, the programs that you can join and there's there's a lot more out there and they all have restrictions as well so some of them you can't go to unless you've got x amount of subs or views and and different things like that that's it really uh just a little uh news article and information about behind the scenes at youtube yeah it could be quite interesting that because it does seem like a dark art to me you know because i'm just looking at it and going how the hell do these people make this kind of money on it but it's uh, it's one thing that I've just never really looked at very closely because there's never really anything out there that shows you how it works unless you actually started making it yourself. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough that it was a fellow YouTuber that pointed me in this direction because um, I noticed it in his comments and I just spoke to him about it and he went, hmm. oh yeah, they just they take a cut of your your money then they sort out all the bits like like i said earlier um yeah. but just to put things into perspective they apparently had uh, 60,000 individual creators on their books and they're going down from that wow. to 300 wow that's a hell of a chunk that's yeah. more than streamlining <laughs> yeah like like for us uh doing this podcast if podbeam suddenly just went do you know what we're just going to stick to the top 100 oh. or whatever uh, yeah. there'd be like now you know there's <laughs> we'd definitely be out <laughs> well, you, well you never know um, but yeah it's, it's, it's like just, a scraping yeah. <laughs> mm, just sort of like a bit of a cost cutting and just getting rid of a lot of people doesn't it yeah it'd be nice mm. to know what their yeah. 
their turnover is out of that. I mean, if it's worth that much money, mm. obviously for every video that's put out by those 60,000 uh, creators they've got, probably that's probably a rounded number. Might be a little bit mm. more, a little bit less. Um, and then dropping it down to 300, you're, surely that's reducing that income by that's a it. significant margin. Mm. I don't think they've really looked at the figures properly. No. But... You don't know what they're making for these top 300. And plus, if it's costing them so much in staff. Yeah. yeah. Well, this could be good news for the other people out there that aren't maker gen, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, there's quite a few out there, like I say, and they offer different um, packages and uh, no contracts, and you get more of your money, and they take a smaller yeah. cut. And yeah, interesting. Andy, what you got this week? Well, it seems like the Spectrum Vega lurches from one controversy to another controversy. So, this was the, Z, the Spectrum ZX Vega Plus was the handheld version. Yeah. Of the, uh, that, you know, that looks really good. I did consider did. backing it, and I didn't back it, which seems a pretty good decision. Lucky, lucky man. <laughs> yeah. So... What's happened, so, from what I understand, Indiegogo have stopped any more fundraising of this because of delivery delays and a lack of communication to backers. The BBC reported this, that the project's organisers asked them not to reveal this development. Yeah, that's dodgy. Because, well, yeah, it gets <laughs> even, well, it sort of gets even better, doesn't it? Because the BBC <laughs> yeah. understands no consoles have been delivered to backers. Despite a pledge last month that they would ship after the 20th February 2017. So nothing's been delivered. And the reason why the company Retro Computers Limited um, asked the BBC to stop this article being published was because it might put the team at risk. They asked the BBC so in following a credible threat of violence against personnel (laughs) of Retro Computers Limited, including threats made as recently as last night, we asked... Leo Cleon and the BBC to refrain from publishing a story we believe to be factually inaccurate and might put physical harm, alarm and distress. Since December 2016, the BBC um, have been following up on being on notice that this is a police matter and we ask that the BBC and Mr Cleon do not compromise the police investigation. So the BBC being a responsible news outlet decided to delay it, but they have and gave Suzanne Martin, the director of RCL, time to provide evidence of the threats, but she didn't do so. So the BBC mm. have published it. Yeah, the plot thickens. It does. Mm. I mean, it's, it was half a million pounds involved in this. Has anybody actually seen any of these in the flesh, so to speak? Um, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> I know I've seen photos mm. of, of one. I don't think we've seen the Vega came out. Um, as I understand it, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. this one hasn't. So, I mean, looking at it, the backers are very angry, understandably so. I mean, I think I think it was about was it a hundred, nearly hundred pounds? I think it was. Yeah, it, it was a lot yeah. of shout yeah, out. for yeah. a handheld specy device. Um, but it just seems to be a right old mess. It's interesting because it's obviously the risks as well, isn't it? That yeah. these Kickstarter programs, I don't know what what happens if it suddenly goes bust or mm. I mean is it open to people potentially fraudulently putting something up and getting loads of money and then 
that's not what they're doing or they go oh we've not made enough money so we're not doing it mm. or do they not get the money I'm not sure how Kickstarter works to from from the other side of the fence well I know uh, from the is from mm. Indiegogo isn't it and they take yeah. the money up front and once you've paid you've paid so it's possible that these people aren't mm. even living in this country anymore they're probably just in Brazil sunning themselves uh, yeah I think the problem is I think it was a yeah. case last year was it mistakes of the year before where I think the people responsible have to pay the money back, but it's not the companies. Yeah. Are, I don't think the companies are liable for it. In Indiegogo, are liable. So the people would the backers would have to go to the company itself, which is RCL, and get the money back through that and take them to the courts. I do back quite a few board games on Kickstarter, um, but hmm. my experience is a lot of them have come up. All of them have arrived. Um, they've been brilliant um, in quality, and, and there's a lot more communication. What I can, what I've seen, I'm not saying every video game maker developers bit is like this. It's video games seem to have more problems due to the amount of technology and AI or processing developing time needed. It can't. It's not as done because normally board games have been tested. And it's the people just need a bit of funding to mass produce the item. Yeah, it's usually just to finesse it, isn't it? Because they've actually yeah. got the mechanic working anyway with bits of paper yeah, and a pen. That's it. So, pretty soon, I wouldn't ever back any, anything video game related on Kickstarter. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think like like you were just saying that with a board game as well hmm. is nine times out of ten someone's already got that concept and possibly done a few tests of it and and gone yeah. through mm. you know board game a geek and stuff like that to see what people think because um what do they call it when you can download it um, and do like uh, a paper copy plays you go. yeah so people have potentially already played it and given feedback and then it's just mm. a case of saying right i found this chinese company that will mass produce all the figures and mm. the dice and blah 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 blah, blah. whereas with it yeah. A, a, a game it's a lot more technical than that like you were saying and the programming and, and the skills and physically buying someone's time to do that whereas with a board game it's mm. I won't say it's easier but it's more accessible I guess and yeah. you can see what you're getting yeah. whereas with a board game uh, with a video game it could completely change development time of these games is normally two years isn't it to get a decent game out um, in terms of video games so yeah. If you're backing something that needs X amount of time, it's going to be at least two years before it sees the light of day. Yeah, you, do you think maybe then their targets were just a bit unrealistic? They did seem to make a, a quite a small window for it, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going on? Because it could be the hardware, it could be licensing. Cause, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know these are retro games and a lot of them, the developers have disappeared, but someone <laughs> normally yeah. owns something somewhere and, and maybe the developers themselves. It it could be a whole range of issues. Hmm. I mean, it's a nice. It was a nice. It's a nice idea, but I always thought, what's the point? Because if you want a retro handheld, they're about a hundred quid, and it can play various em- emulators anyway. So not just specy. Be wary out there if you're backing anything on Kickstarter. Well, finally, for another doom and gloom news piece, we've got another person that's died using Twitch. The death of a prominent gamer has led to debate about whether gaming marathons are hazardous to health. 
Brian Vino was a 35-year-old father of three from Virginia, USA, who gamed under the alias Poshy Bird. In February, he took to 24-hour gaming marathon, playing World of Tanks to raise money for charity. He got 22 hours in, went outside for a fag, never came back in. And then he was found to be dead, and they're still looking into how he's died. Now, to me, this is just something you shouldn't really do. You know, you should at least give yourself damn sight more breaks than just playing constantly for 22 mm. hours. Common yeah. sense, surely. Yeah. I mean, Ali, you've done it, and I know Adam's done it as well, you know, these games marathons, but did you ever do it where you'd be doing it for 22 hours? No, I've been involved and basically and ran uh, a couple of uh, Forza 24-hour uh, yeah. Le Mans races, um, mm. and... No, I'm I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I've got common sense. No. <laughs> um, so basically, I was I was there for the starting just to make sure everything was set up right and making sure that the the schedules are there. Um, I think it's always good to do it with other people from other time zones as well. So we had yeah. a couple of guys in America that when we went right, I'm tapping out now for a little bit. Um, mm. That they would then come in and uh, watch it, and then when I was actually participating, I, we only did it in two hour stints. Um, mm. So although the stream was 24 hours, nobody was sat there for more than possibly four. I think we actually, when we were setting yeah. it up, because we had teams of of racers, uh, we actually said that nobody can do more than a double stint, so four hours, just yeah. because, yeah. A, it, you may end up destroying the race for your, your fellow racers. And the other thing is, is it's not worth it. You need your sleep. Um, if you want to sit at home by yourself doing that and you fall asleep, fair enough, but doing a 24-hour stint and you're live and you're doing it for charity there's there is an essence mm. of pressure um but yeah i've just never been that stupid to try and do something you know streaming it for 24 hours mm. it's, it's just not worth it your body can't take it no i mean your body's not designed to do that you know you, you can't just sit there and just drink constant red bulls or mountain dew and hope that you're going to get through it yeah. yeah, you know yourself yeah. i mean i've times have headaches but, and all that after three to four hours you yeah yeah you're, you know, you just have to take a little a break and step away. Yeah, it's yeah. different from watching TV. It is, I mean, and I can watch something for four or five hours and won't have a headache in terms of watching TV. Yeah. But with video games, there is something about it that it requires, whether it's the movement of your joypad, maybe it's more thinking, and whether it's the images themselves, mm. it, there's, there's something, there is something that if you play over X amount of time, you do need a yeah. break. Well, you, you're concentrating, aren't you? You're actually a participant. Mm. Uh, you know, you're not um, mm. you're not passive. You know, you are just, you're completely engaged. So your pulse is going up, your your breathing mm. goes up, your oxygen for your brain to carry, carry on, that needs to be up. So um, you're actually burning mm. a lot more than you actually think you are. So it's, it's um, it seems like a crazy idea, but then you've got people like um, there was another YouTube, uh, not a YouTuber, a, a Twitch um, star. If you, I'll use star in um, inverted commas, <laughs> uh, especially one that calls himself a professional Twitch user, he said that uh, the money from his subscriptions was such that he was terrified to leave it, and he would do twelve hours per day, seven days a week. And you're thinking, are you kidding? <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? You know, you, you, you guy. I mean, then he yeah. wonders why he had um, type two diabetes set in. You know, it's like he's just sat there with 
Deep-vein-thrombosis. Monster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was some suggestion of um, wanting Twitch to get involved and control, regulate. I'm just like, well, no. It's, I don't. Would, I wouldn't advocate anything from Twitch or YouTube or any of the... It's not Twitch's fault. Well, it's not. You're an adult. You know, no. or you're a human being. You know X amount of no. time. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. Or get someone else to come up, take over from you if you're doing a charity thing. You know, like you did, Ali, you know, like, I'd make it sort of, but... Yeah. Don't yeah. be stupid enough to say, I'm going to sit in front of this TV and stream for X amount of time because, like I said, your human body can't do it. And I tell you what, if he wants to do it, he chose to do it. Unfortunately, he's paid a serious consequence. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you can't take that away, you know. And, but I still wouldn't say, oh, well, Twitch needs to say, like, well, turn your, turn your um, stream off. No. It's not Twitch's place, you know. Right. And at the end of the day, the charities aren't going to be thankful for it, are they? Not at all. Yeah. Someone's given their life for it. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly uh, boding well for them, is it? Oh, you're the charity that people kill themselves for. Um, n- well, we didn't ask them to. You can stream or directly download our episodes as MP3s via our Podbean homepage. That's lapsgamerradio.podbean.com. If you choose to. Also, you can go and visit us on iTunes. All our shows are on there right from two years ago now. Good grief. That's it. You already have subscribed, so there's no point saying subscribe. As always, you can chat with us on social media, at LapsGamer on Twitter. And um, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, That's facebook.com slash LapsGamer. And you can email us if you want. Um, send us your death threats to lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. And that's about it, I think. See you, chaps. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista. So long.